Every time I turn around, he seems to be celebrating a goal. Alan is meant to be the difference in the Champions League. You know, they want one when it's a tight semi-final. He'll score one in a tight semi-final too. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Vinny Perth is with us. Vinny, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you doing? It's, um, I look... Robbie's right. We get carried away. We're we're just fans. But Robbie knows what it's like to have a little bit of pressure on you as a 17, 18, 19-year-old coming through. Yeah, the best thing I suppose I can say is... Because um, uh, this one's like... Me, me and Evan's father are probably best mates, so I've seen him grow up and uh, as a kid in around the house and holidays together, all that stuff. So I'm reluctant. I certainly won't. I know you love uh, so playing people up a little bit. We are so excited. So I'll be even less than uh, Robbie. But th- the only thing you can say is from knowing the kids so well is that, um, and, and by the way, um, I had no impact in any way, shape or form in his career. Barely watched him play football, ironically, even though. I know him quite well. Is that you missed out there, Vinny? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He 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 remind me of that. Don't worry. But it's that he is. Um, he just it's duck to water this stuff, honestly. And um, I've been lucky enough to be around people who've done quite well. I know Robbie quite well. I know Richard Dunn really well, and. He's just very similar to them guys in terms of he's not going to get above him station in any way, shape or form uh, anytime soon. So the pressure the pressure is one thing um, and rightly so he's been talked about as all these great things but it doesn't bother him in the slightest genuinely. Uh, nice of Roberto De Zerbi to rest him last night and only bring him off the bench for the last 25 minutes of the game you know, with the, the big game against France coming up from... <laughs> Yeah, it was. I expect him to be on the bench. Nothing more than he's been in. He's out. Welbeck came on and, and uh, done quite well. So listen, if he if he's dovetailing with Danny Welbeck, um, that's okay with me. It looks like it looks like on paper he's ahead of Welbeck, um, but we'll see. I, I don't think at this stage it's any big deal that he comes out of a game here and there. How, how does the Ida injury change the potential face of that Irish lineup on? For the France game, yeah. So, so my gut feeling was we we may have went with Ida um, just because of the experience, and I know the, the guys in the camp really uh, really like what what Ida brings to the team in terms of that focal point. Um, but if we don't know what the injury is yet, um, haven't heard too much about it, so that may change the Shane. And, and look, um, as Robbie said, when you're playing week in, week out, as he is now, it's no shock that he's in a team. So therefore, at the level he's playing at, he's probably jumped ahead of a lot of the people like Troy Parrott and other guys. And um, Stephen's always been, for me, a really, really brave coach. I think this squad um, that we've put together over the last couple of years is a lot of heavy lifting but I actually don't that's why I thought either a fit would play I think he sort of found where he is in it and I don't think we'll see like Joe Hodge didn't get picked for argument's sake I don't think we see loads of changes at the moment I think he's settled on, mm. on where he's at so I don't I, um, don't see a big change Alright that's what's coming out uh, this afternoon we'll obviously have a reaction to it on the show tonight with Nathan from 7 o'clock let's talk about the situation in the League of Ireland it's a really interesting table at the moment um, mm. <clears throat> Rovers difficulties is, I, I would argue really great for the league right yeah, yeah. if you're a Rovers fan it's not great for you but it's actually brilliant that they're not just winning the first five games of the season 15 points on the table swashbuckling their way through and we're all like well there's going to be a procession because it, it sucks it sucks the casual yeah. viewers in going alright so there's going to be a title race this season yeah I think um, 
while I fully expect him to win the league, that hasn't changed. I just think, yes, it's great for the league. It's another story. Um, it's only five games in. So I was in Tolka Park the other night. They played Shelbourne. I probably agree with a lot with Stephen Bradley said after the game. I thought they were quite good. They were um, probably they were definitely the better team, but didn't create a whole lot of chances. So that would be my only concern as a coach. Not. Um, uh, Connor Cairns and goal for Shelburne wasn't overly worked so that would be a big concern there just seems to be a lack of um, real goal threats coming from them and I know they scored four against Cork but that was a strange game but beyond that just didn't see that sort of firepower and blown teams away at the moment uh, but they're still playing quite well I've seen them live I think three times and they've been really it's not like this is a uh, where they're trying to find form, where they're not playing well, where things are going wrong, and there's infighting that you can see. It just seems they're short of one like, a little spark to go on the run. It's funny, I wanted to ask you if anybody, there was a couple of comments from Stephen Bradley after the game. People were asking him about the fact that some of the new signings, he didn't put them in at all at the start against Shelburne at Tucker Park, and he said it was down to a bit of experience, and they've been here and done that. It was a Dublin derby, so I was thinking of the experience and understanding what the game was about, what it needed. That was my thinking. But surely if you're, if you're going to sign players you still have to throw them in. You can't get experience in a Dublin derby without putting them in there. Yeah, but there's a bit of a difference between, like, Tolka Park uh, pitch at the moment is heavy. Um, it's it's in good enough condition, as it's, I've seen it a lot worse. And there's just, experience is, is the key. You look at a team at the top of the league, and well, albeit there's two centre-halves playing them balls from, from Poland, it's predominantly a League of Ireland team who've started well, because this time of the year... Training sessions are difficult, pitches are difficult, mm. the the grounds are difficult, and that makes complete sense to me to, in terms of what he done in terms of team selection. Like Richie Tell came in, obviously would have given them really running power midfield, and so so I get what he's saying. It makes it makes sense, but I hear your point. But the difference if that had been a Dublin derby and Tala. I think you may have seen some of those new signs in the team, but um, no experience. And as I said, away Dublin derby, but it wasn't one of those. Dub- it was quite a boring match in many ways. It wasn't one of those Dublin derbies where it was blood and guts and thunder. It was like it was a lot of possession um, from from Rovers and not a lot from Shells. They set in a couple of counter attacks and um, could have nicked it at one or two stages, but. It was very comfortable for Rovers, just didn't get the goal. Um, we expect Rovers to get better. We expect Jack Byrne to grow into the season and Richie Tyler to grow into the season and those creative players that they have to come more to the fore. Is this maybe a conditioning thing where they're like they're periodising to get ready and they're they're happy enough with where they are? Well, that's what you'd say as a coach after a bad start, but no, I think they're... Look, uh, you mean they, you'd make stuff up, Vinny? Yeah, like, that's, that's <laughs> nonsense. Like, they're fit enough, they're ready... <laughs> Um, there is obviously at the start of the season you're trying to find your feet and it's very hard to explain to you pre-season in, um, in December, January now we've had it long enough can be really difficult in terms of this country and weather and you're predominantly on AstroTurf pitches and then you go and play uh, on a really difficult pitch in different venues or whatever so look no I, I, I think like I go back to Graham Bork's first half performance against Derry City was sensational like um, um, so they've players that are near there. Um, Farouge looks like he's going to kick on this year. He he's someone that really is exciting in the league. I think Jack Bourne has has just been average by Jack Bourne standards. So when when a couple of these things come together, jo- Johnny Kenny's finding his feet again back in the league. They've played Gaffney Kenny, who, who's going to start. So I, I think they're near there. I think they're they're. It's not um, doom and gloom, but at the same time. 
I said a couple of weeks ago, the wheels can come off very quickly. It's a huge game for them this week, a huge game, because if they didn't win then, that, that's like, that's six games is, is, is sort of a... It's, it's a pattern. A, yeah, it, it's definitely, you can, you can sort of find trends after six games, not one or two. So they've got uh, Pats at home. Um, you, you had very high praise for the job that um, Duffer did last season and you've had another opportunity there to see them um, most recently uh, are they lining up 3-4-3 three, three? it says my um, I wasn't at the game um, um, no it, it's yeah no sorry it's to be fair without the ball it was t- everyone behind the ball and right. it was a really low block and it was and sort of letting Rovers have it and tactically very good there's no spaces with him Gavin Malloy young young player midfielder playing playing um, right side centre half a back three right. done really really well he was he was outstanding so it, but it it is definitely backs to the wall there's no very little creativity to it um the challenge now for for Duffer and Joey O'Brien and they've spoken about it is to get these players now to be better up the pitch so Shelbourne aren't conceding a lot of goals but they're they're not scoring goals and they're not and in the world of entertainment you've got to create something so while the fans will accept the Rovers performance because it's Shamrock Rovers and you get a point I think they'll want to see a little bit more from them at home in particular in terms of as an attacking side How long does that take? Um, What's realistic in terms of expectations for supporters? Well, well, to come away from Duffer for a second, I said it before here. If I was, if I took over a club tomorrow, and you're conceding goals, well, it's easy as a coach. You often hear coaches and any, whether it's in England, anywhere, saying, "Oh, we're conceding goals, and we've got to fix that," because that's the easiest training session to do. Defensive session, we don't break us down. Put the the hardest session in football to do is creativity. That's why Pep is the best when he when he was at Bayern and he had Lamb playing as a centre midfielder or Cancelo or the way Klopp does his stuff. That's how the, the elite managers take teams to a next level. They, their coaching sessions are about obviously they, they get the basics right, but it's about coming up with different ways of winning, and that's the hard part for any team. How long does it take? It, it, it depends on your players and I would say to you this Shelbourne team I, I really like them I like the, what they're doing I just use Gavin Malloy as one example I think young young kid playing men's football uh, doing really really well but they're probably short of one or two players that go, take them to the next level and Sean Boyd's a big loss for them but they're probably short of two, one or two of the best players in the league um, to help them go to the next stage Okay, uh, if if we think that there's a pattern emerging or might be after six games from uh, Rovers, there's definitely a pattern emerging from Bohemians where they're sticking in games, they're hard to beat, they're scoring goals. It's a very heady combination. Yeah, and I'll use the term they're a League of Ireland team. Okay, um, so what I mean by that is Keith Buckley came back, was away for a year. Keith Buckley's gone back into the midfield and being excellent. Keith Buckley was out the other day. Um, with with a with a niggle, so they they bring in Adam McDonald, who who has huge running power, played for Sligo last year. He went into the ten, probably not his best position, but again, it was away in a Dublin derby, away to Pats, and they were very very controlled in what they done. One comfortably in the end, there wasn't a lot in the game to be fair to Pats, but it was about the performances was was very much um, a, a League of Ireland performance, and we spoke here a couple of weeks ago about. Uh, Johnny Afalabi needing a goal, and and he got a he got a great goal early in that game, and that filled them with confidence. And um, they've hit the ground running because they had uh, Declan appointed early last year. They signed players last year. They didn't bring a host of loan players in what other clubs done, and they've hit the ground running. 
I think they're probably short to sustain that over the season. But sometimes, uh, watch this, Shane. Mm. Sometimes momentum, momentum carries you all the way. He's loving to, that. He's to loving something. that. But um, <laughs> no, look, I, I think Bowles have done their business right, and and they're a League of Ireland team for now. And this going back to the weather and all of that stuff, they're suited where they're at. But there's a bit of quality to them as well too. The the Lowe's Derby tonight. Um, a fixture you've experienced plenty plenty of times yourself, Finny. But how, how does it compare to the? To the Dublin derbies, like is it the same, same kind of hatred back and forth there? Stephen O'Donnell has a, as a top. They've actually both started reasonably well this season. Yeah, no, I, I, um, Kevin Doherty's done a really good job because Trotter, Trotter people probably thought would be it'd be them in UCD battling out at the bottom, and they've got a good start to themselves. Um, yeah, no, that that'll be there. There's a lot of hatred there, and it, it can be. Um, I know when I experienced the draw, they weren't that good at the time, so we probably had a handy against them. We've won some of the games comfortably, but there was also times where you go up to United Park and he put it up to you, and mm. uh, a little bit of nastiness would creep in. So um, it has the same Dublin Derby feel to it when you go to a Dublin Derby. Um, yeah, the, the fans does, does not a, they don't like each other in any way, shape, or form, and there'll be um, that'll be a, a proper intensity about that game tonight. I think. Being a Thursday night is actually interesting because I, I do often say trying different things, and but the game the game will be more or less a sellout anyway. And but it'd be a really good atmosphere in it, and uh, a lot of um, choice words coming from the stands aimed at each other. So it would be really good, really interesting game. Uh, are there you about where we would expect them to be? Like obviously, there's a big transitional period happening where everything is kind of uh, moving on to a hopefully a long term plan and an even keel and when that happens sometimes we can have expectations that are slightly out of whack um, they're unbeaten after five games they're second in the table they're going to be pretty happy with how life has gone they've, they've come yeah. to Rovers and they've beaten them I, I, I suppose it's funny no one, no one worry um, Higgins he'd be a bit disappointed he hadn't picked up more points they were very dominant against Dundalk on Friday um, 60-65% the ball Dundalk set in went up and looked for a point and got it so uh, probably their biggest fear for me has been or the biggest area of improvement is around the back forward you've got real talent in the forward area you've got some exceptional players we've seen that a couple of weeks ago the way they cut open Shamrock Rovers but um, Cameron Dummigan is missing at the moment Um he's a right back probably the best player in the league last year outside of Gaffney McJanet the captain is injured and Mark Conley got what looked like you know a proper hamstring where he's sprinting and it's one of them we pulled up they don't have the strength and depth around the back four to carry that so that's a big challenge for them I felt the area improvement was around their back four and then to lose to be out without three of them is going to really test them so it's a big test for, for Derry over the next couple of weeks in terms of how many of them players they can get back obviously the international window will help them but that's going to be a challenge for them for me And um, but have a great start to the season playing really well really comfortable McElhenney looks like he's he's where he is they've managed him quite well I always say he's probably the best player in the league alongside Jack Bourne for talent reasons and they've Michael Duffy to come back into the team so um, they're, they're, they're really in a good place and they can take a little bit of confidence from Rovers struggling because it's, it's, there's not a lot of pressure on them they're not chasing Rovers winning 5 out of 5 and they're already a couple of points behind they're in a good position yeah, It's a good opportunity for them to uh, try and build up a bit of a lead and just kind of get that cushion you know like they 
all the talk has been that they are in a, in a tight race. So yeah. there is pressure at, at yeah, some yeah. level. And you would hope their expectation is that they're going to be able to sustain that over the course of the season. Well, th- that's why I want this Rovers team to be tested. I think they're a great team. But to be to be a great team, I think you need to be tested. So what wh- what I mean by that is, t- take this Friday, they play Pats, and Derry are winning 2-0, right? They haven't really had this experience where if it's nil all and Tala between them and Pats after 55, 60 minutes, you're going to take a risk. Yeah. And you're going. It hasn't matters because it hasn't mattered. Yeah. It, uh, it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered as in you, you, you've always had a bit of a cushion, you yeah. would say, uh, once the season got going. And that's the different mentality, and people don't understand that. And, and someone asked me during the week, what does it take to win a league? And not that I'm an expert in any way, shape, or form, but being involved in a couple of league winning teams, I said, it's very difficult to answer that other than to say, Probably a bit of calmness, if you can have a bit of calmness. And that's that's probably the best word I can use for... If Derry continue to win, then as it currently stands, I think Rovers would have to... Be, um, Derry would have to lose three games and Rovers have to win three more now. Now, it's very early for that. But the longer that stays there, then you go chasing a game, you take a chance, you get a corner in the 85th minute and you send an extra player in and all of a sudden you're done the counter-attack. And that's what I want to see this Rovers team tested. Do I think they'll pass the test? Yeah, I think they're a great team. But let's, yeah. let's test them. Well, and the other side to that is that the opposition suddenly aren't feeling like they're beaten in every game going out against Rovers that there's no kind of last 10 minutes where our oh, Rovers are going to do us here because they're Rovers and so that'll be grand we can accept that yeah you always get that where um, a point against Shamrock Rovers is, is a good result and um, most teams will think that you probably think that about Derry as well I think the difference in our league now at the moment is no matter who you are you think you can pick up points against everyone else as in, I think you think three points are on the table against everybody else, and that's where there's there's a huge amount of teams now are very similar standard, and that's where you're seeing results up and down. Who's the pick of that tier of teams just below Derry and, and Shamrock Rovers? And I suppose you've got Bowes, Dundalk, Sligo Rovers. Maybe you consider themselves amongst that as well. But who's the pick of them? Yeah, no, the, the pick of them at the moment was was Bowes. I thought I thought Pats would be. They've had a they've had a difficult start to the season, and um, we'll see how that one plays out, but. Uh, I, I I like to look at what Dundalk have done. A lot of the loan signings look like they're a, a really high standard, but the problem is they only signed three or four of them over the last two weeks. Mm. If they can get a settled team very quickly, Daniel Kelly looks like he's hurt his hamstring again. That's a huge blow to them. Pahoban, um, Pahoban is like because it's Dundalk and because it's outside of Dublin, genuinely don't get the feeling how big of a player that person is he's outstanding for them he's probably fitter now than he has been in a couple of years because he's had a run of games over 100 times he scored for Dundalk I think he's he's chasing down his 6 or 7 goals from the all time goal scorer and um, you know I often hear you talk about uh, GEA players getting you you know the records, reckon, re- yeah. records and yeah. the standards or if they walk mm. into a ground the amount of kids would run around you want to see you want to see like we've we done a soccer uh uh, camp for underage kids in Dundalk uh, a couple of years ago and the players came down I brought them down to meet the kids sign different things but when Hoban walked in it was your Clifford moment right. and uh, I'll find it I'll send it to you so I'll find it on um, one of the socials or whatever YouTube but I think he can if he if they get him fit and get mm. players around him or stay fit they they could be the they could be the pick of the bunch right. and um, that that go and push someone on. Well, all of a sudden, while Rovers are having their little moments, everybody else must be thinking, "Let's go on, let's just see what happens." They got and, points, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you've got to remember, so there's ten team league, 
four teams get into Europe, three and one in the cup, but generally the top three teams will win a cup. So a 40% chance. And then the rewards for Europe are absolutely huge. Yeah. They're huge. Anyone that, um, it's, it's probably, you would say it's, you're nearly guaranteed somewhere around half a million. Okay, that's half a million for literally nothing for one better word for one game and win a game or two you're heading for a million pounds that's huge investment for a league one club yeah so that's the that's the dream if 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 you were doing an interview I haven't done many of them but if you were doing an interview you talk about Europe that's my advice to coaches coming through and how you get a team to Europe because that's what owners want for obvious reasons alright uh, any last one any, any so you don't expect any surprises in the squad name today really no um I I would imagine just on the squad have a little look at maybe Ireland having a McGrath Knight Malumbi Cullen combination as a sort of a box in midfield that would be the one for me particularly with Ida missing have a look at that and uh, before we move on just to give a special mention the Irish under 17s oh yeah it's yeah. huge yeah. it's huge and what's really important about it is sometimes I come in here and, and give out about funding and different things it's so much home based and it's actually not just home-based, as in Pats, Rovers and Bowles have a big element to this. But there's players from Wexford, Cork, Derry as well. And um, what we're doing on their age level, they ca- obviously Colin O'Brien has done a brilliant job as head coach. But what the academies in League of Ireland are doing, despite this big change and all the trouble... They're helping this international team. Some people deserve huge credit. Rovers, Pats, Bowles, as I said, but also there's players coming from outside of it as well. And um, that was, that's really, really important what we're doing and to say we're actually able to do this despite of everything else. And I'll just, just throw this one at you to maybe for you to investigate or, or to, to take on. Look at the Irish government giving £500,000 to GEA in New York. Mm. <sighs> I'm not going to say that other than that's hard. it's not heartbreaking but don't forget us lads we're still here <laughs> look feel free to have that conversation because like, it is it is like I've I've been to the um, uh, the annual dinner dance in uh, in Gaelic Park mm. and they have access to a lot of money because there's a lot of rich Irish businessmen yeah. who've made and who are sending loads of money back and are sponsoring like teams here but are sponsoring the team out there New York floats on a pile of Irish money. I'm not being critical of it. Fair play to them. That's uh, that's. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is a bit strange that Michal Martin goes over and goes, "Here's 500 grand from the Irish Exchequer for a, for an organisation that can actually, you know, it serves it serves a function, but it, it's self sustaining and it, it can generate its own cash." Yeah, and uh, I think it's important that I say because so, I bring this stuff up probably regularly. It's important to say I know there's a huge amount of work going on in the FEI in the background, and I hope in time there'll be some sort of announcement in terms of some and uh, so I'm not saying anyone is sitting on their hands I'm not saying nothing's going on and it it takes time but when you look at our under 17s competing internationally um and having the brexit to deal with where these players would have been developed or 16 17 year olds on most of, when Brian Kerr done it with with the great Noel O'Reilly a lot of them lads were like Robbie was in Wolves or Celtic Richard was or, in Everton yeah. and all this stuff this is this has been done from here and it's been done through hard work and despite of everything else so I'm just saying maybe some people need to say it's brilliant for New York I'm not begrudging them a penny that money but hey we're doing alright ourselves and with a little bit more help we might even do a bit better 
All right. That's fair. as politically as correct as it can put Yeah, no, it's a fair, fair point, guys. At the end there, uh, drop the bomb, mic drop, walk off uh, into the sunset. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but we'll definitely follow that story up. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.